what's going on people what is going on it is monday night which means this is the cool talk monday with your boy mad mike sports aka the great one the mad scientist and i'm your host the debonair Six man K Styles. Mm-hmm. As you already know, you got to start it off with the three special words. Monday Mike, what's those three special words that we want to give to them? Real roll cow. Today's roll call is gonna go to Ted Sports and Gaming. We got hey. Joseph Thornton, Boy Donnelly, Melvin Emery, Marlon Johnson, Red Swarm, Pat Norris, Bubba Gump, YMOF, Jamal 05, Jerry Bowie, I'm on it, Johnson Rogier, Bobby Boy's on three, Low Ski, Michael Walker, Old Chicken Holler, D. Coleman. Atlanta Nation ATM 5 3 4 what you going to do we got Wallace Smith we got Tony Wright Yusuke Knight Ethan Jones Gray Murphy Fred Butts we got today's topic you know what we gonna stop it here at 3 Two, one. Yeah. All right. So I know everybody's seen the topic for the night, man. And boy, we think this is going to be a very good one because I know people couldn't wait for this one. Matt Ryan, Michael Vick. <clears throat> now, let me set Mike. Let me set you up on this one right quick. Mm-hmm. So. The reason why we're talking about this topic tonight is if you had caught if you had caught the regulators on Sunday, there was a particular guest that hopped on that kind of got in his feelings about such and such Matt Ryan. Now, if you already know how Six Man K styled roll, I don't talk about Matt Ryan too often now. Mm-hmm. And there's and I was listening to a book today. I don't know if anybody anybody probably read this book. I just started on it. <laughs> Called The 33 Strategies of War by Robert Greene. Mm. And there was, out of the first three rules, he had the first two got broke just like that. <laughs> yeah. Now, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, the first two rules were the the, the second and the third rule was do not fight the last war and amidst mm. the turmoil of events, do not lose your presence of mind. Why am I saying this? 
it's because we have 2022. We have a new quarterback. We have what we call a new chapter in the Falcons franchise. Mm -hmm. But it always seems like nobody can be willing to move on. Everybody Mm -hmm. thinks that it has to be this certain way or that certain way. When it says do not fight the last war, it basically means that just because it went this way one year does not mean that success is going to be determined based on that action. Mm -hmm. Now, how we're going to start this up, we're going to give the pros and cons to both of these quarterbacks. And Mike, I'm going to let you go ahead and start this off. What are your pros and cons on Matt Ryan? What do you feel like what people like about him, what they don't like about him, and what are your personal thoughts on him? Um, for one, this conversation is based on facts. We only deal in facts. So my opinion is based on facts. What I've seen um for Matt Ryan as far as his pros is concerned one he's everything that you want in the leader um if you're an organization first and foremost he's everything that you want as a leader he's a guy that leads by example he doesn't go into um the media you know try to strike up any type of uh strife um Two on the field, he's a guy, again, when he needs to be aggressive, he's very aggressive. I know everybody remember the um, the great quote for Monday Night Football, get fucking set, right? And he wasn't talking to Muhammad Sanu. He was talking to Julio Jones. So when need be, he's one of those guys that uh, goes after the leaders, and that's what you want a leader to do. You know, it's 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 a cool to talk a jump to the guy that's a third stringer and he's not going he already, you know, on thin ice as it is. But that's a whole nother thing to go at a leader like a Julio Jones when he's not set. Um, that's a whole nother thing um, when we have, you know, important downs um, and all you hear in the background is God damn it, Jake. Like that's the type of stuff that I remember from Matt Ryan um, as a leader, as, as, as a quarterback, and talking about his pros. Um, on top of that, uh, like this guy's won almost every award that a quarterback can win outside of a Super Bowl. Like That's mm-hmm. literally probably the only thing that he hasn't done at the quarterback position. Um, as far as his cons is concerned, I think everybody can say this. Um, at times he's a little bit, um, too, um, what's the right word? I want to put the right word. Like a company um, man, a company man. I I was, I was going to say that, but he's a bit too much of a company man. He doesn't go out. He doesn't speak on issues. 
Um, and, and at time, I remember when Roddy Wright, um, you know, right after the Super Bowl, he went on Twitter and he was like, look, ain't no way in hell I would have just let him call that stupid shit on the field. I would have jumped off sides. I would have done something to disrupt that play. So yeah. um, Michael Walker, that's a good word. Trusting, he's a little bit too trusting. That's a little bit vague as, as far as that's concerned. Trusting is a good right. word, but it's a little bit too vague as far as um, that situation is concerned. Uh, like he has the right to trust his coaches because they got him to that position to even get to a Super Bowl. So he was right in trusting him, but what he was wrong at, um, in my opinion, he should have never let that play happen. It was a series of play, plays that he should have been vocal. And he's like, you know, because we see uh, instances where um, Drew Brees, is he's upset, he's he's talking to um, Sean Payton on the sideline. Like, they're going through those situations, and, like, he's very animated. We need to do this. We need to do that. I've seen Tom Brady literally cussing out coaches and throwing hats and throwing helmets all over the place doing uh on the sidelines and everybody said oh it's just oh my god it's it's the passion coming from tom brady well we don't see that from matt ryan especially when it comes down to his coaching he's a little bit well he's very he's very frustrated when it comes down to calling out his coaches and and situations that need to be um you know addressed that situation was a situation where he needed to come out and say we're not running this shit we're going to, I know that's not the right thing to do. I'm taking it, uh, you know, I'm taking charge of here and this is what we're going to do. So as far as his mm-hmm. co uh, is concerned, I know it's a little bit long. Uh, Matt Ryan could be a, a lot more uh, assertive as a leader when the time comes and mm-hmm. combat his coaches. I think he's sometimes unwilling to combat his coaches because he's such a guy, he's a guy that goes by the book and a lot of things. And sometimes that's not always a good thing. Sometimes you need to look, fuck that damn rule. I'm, look, we if we're going to win and we're going to be a champion, look, I'm running this damn ball because I know I can get this first and then deal with the consequences after. Like, hey, I made the call. The coaches told me to do this. This is why we lost. You can explain it after, but. If you feel in your heart of hearts that this is the right thing to do, we need to run this ball. Uh, even if we don't get the first down, we still got a great kicker. And Matt Bryant, to do this, this is what we're going to do. So, like, I think those one of his uh, his his cons. Okay. Okay, yeah. Try to keep – yeah, we try to keep it the one pro and one con. Um, Pretty much <clears> – <throat> And I know, I know, I noticed something too that you said that that you said as far as what his cons were. I noticed that you didn't really talk about anything physical with him. Mm-hmm. I noticed that the quarterback oh. position is all it's all up here. Quarterback position is all up here. Physicality right. has it has I won't say it has little to do it, but a quarterback is always up here first. Right. Right. Yeah, so you pretty much didn't hit on my con as far as how he is. Um, but I got a question for you. I got a question for you on that. Hold on. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. Hold on. Before we get to that question, let's go ahead and hit a couple of these comments yeah. up right quick, man. 
Uh, like you said, Michael Walker said, yeah, trusting. Um, building 9F here says, I think our team stands as is. Maybe one more addition, but that's about it. Um, definitely shout out to Just J Rock TV, a.k.a. the Lord of the Discord. So we definitely yeah, appreciate him tuning in. Um, Mr. Lee here says Mariota can take us to the playoffs. Um, so and right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, we, yeah. The rookie's gonna report to training camp tomorrow. That means football mm-hmm. season is close, but yeah, but yeah, Matt Ryan, yeah. Um, if you look at how the situation came with him, um. As far as that gap between Vic and Ryan, we got to realize it was only a one-year damn gap, so it wasn't like it was mm-hmm. like we went yeah. for years of nothing. Right. <laughs> um, Matt Ryan doesn't really flash. He's not really a flash type guy. It's more mm-hmm. so of a how how we kind of call it, kind of like one of those lunch pail type guys, the guys that's kind of in the cut. That's how he is. He's mm-hmm. not going. He doesn't flash you with the strongest arm. He's not going to flash you with the athleticism. He's not going to flash you with the personality. But the one thing about him is, is his toughness. I mean, you have to think uh-huh. about his his toughness. Is as uh-huh. much as he done got hit, how much time he get takes a beating. He's always the first one up. Uh huh. So that's definitely a pro in his game is where, like I said, he he's like I said, as much of the scrutiny that he gets from at the time when he was here, the media, the fan base, um, et cetera, et cetera. Just let that job like shit. I don't give a fuck. I'm out mm-hmm. here still playing the game. And that's a certain type of leadership that Mike was talking about because when we look at, and I'm going to use this as an example, when you look at Tim Duncan in the NBA, when you look at Tim Duncan's career, he was mm-hmm. never really a raw, raw guy. Yeah, Hell, he looked like he barely even said he made the same stupid facial expression every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know if the but man's happy or sad. <laughs> but it's a presence there. And I think mm-hmm. that's where he comes into play. Now, his con... And like I said, a Matt Ryan con is pretty much what you said. Where I will agree with on him is, I it, it's more like you said, it's the trust in this, it's the trusting thing. It's not voicing his opinion on what he wants. He's trying to work within the system, and he's trusting right. of the system. Mm. So, one. so. Is is at a point in time where sometimes that yeah, you said it, sometimes you gonna have to bump the system just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I noticed something too. And we finna get the part two of this. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Part two of this. The pros and cons of Michael Vick. Absolutely. But here's a question I want to ask everybody watching. Have you noticed how 
easy and how fluid it is to talk about Matt Ryan's cons and inefficiencies. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask y'all a question. Do you notice the same people that bring up Michael not like, bring up Matt Ryan's inefficiencies are the same ones that won't bring up Michael Vick's inefficiencies? <laughs> Have y'all <Right>. noticed that? <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just asking the people that's watching. Have you noticed that? While we doing mm-hmm. that, I'm 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 gonna wait on some I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait on some answers. We're gonna put on some waiting on answers music for here for a second. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, I'm already getting some. <laughs> it's already I'm, I'm, some. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Huh. I need some answers. Yeah. I'm gonna need some answers. I don't see a lot of answers. I see. I'm, I'm just asking people. This is the hypocrisy that we talk about when it comes to certain talking points. When it comes to certain people. Uh huh. Because you can talk bad about this one guy. You can say everything that's wrong with this one guy. But you refuse to say what's wrong with this guy. Now, Brian Peoples, I said the question was, have you noticed that the same people who are so quick to point out Matt Ryan's inefficiencies are the same people that run away from talking about Michael Vick's inefficiencies. And this is where we're going to get to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Un- uncomfortable conversations. And why we want to have those uncomfortable conversations is the quote that I want to highlight. All right, what this quote says, remember, no one has the right to control your emotions and thoughts and actions unless you let them. Kevin J. Donaldson, 10 Secrets of the New Rich, How to Join the World's New Breed of Millionaires. It's a millionaire. The reason why I, I, I picked this quote is that no one has the right to control your emotions. All right? No, 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 that, no, no. And, and and the reason why I put this out is because when we talk about Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan and Mike Vick, we have a tendency to immediately get emotional. Now we got several, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about several screenshots from several people, and we got several situations. I mean, even today, where people called us out because of just mentioning the fact that these we were going to speak on these guys names mm-hmm. and this right. is what we talk about having the, the, the uncomfortable conversations you can't have uncomfortable conversations if it's uncomfortable to you that makes wow. sense to you guys you can't mm-hmm. have an uncomfortable conversation if it's not uncomfortable to you you are in control of your emotions if i me bringing up or just mentioning a person's name gets you immediately riled up that means you're not you're not you're not up for these uncomfortable conversations 
if you're up for these conversations, you can sit down, you can sit down on this show right here and talk about mm -hmm. what's what are Matt Ryan's pros, what are Matt Ryan's cons, what are Mike Vick's pros and cons without getting emotional and damn near losing your shit because you, that's the thought of those guys just mentioning those names. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? These are what the true definition of uncomfortable conversations are. It's not a conversation if you're yelling and screaming if you get emotional. I want everybody to understand that. It's not a conversation if you're yelling and screaming and can't get over one particular aspect of whomever's game and not just one particular person. So that's like this is why guys like Rich McCabe, Arthur Blank, these guys have made billions of dollars because they can make those tough decisions and not be emotionally attached to certain people. That's where the Falcons are trying to get to the point. And this is why we want to explain, all right, what happened, why this happened with Mike Vick, what happened and why this happened with Matt Ryan. These are the reasons why we want to have these uncomfortable conversations. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about your pros and cons on the Michael Vick, on Michael Vick himself. <clears throat> the, I think I, this I is this, the, you want you, you want me you want me you want me to take the point on this one? Yeah, okay. So as there's a lot of Falcons fans around here that are, as we call um Michael Vick is kind of being the inspiration to watch the Atlanta Falcons as we remember him being drafted. Um, it was a big gamble at the at the time and point. Mm -hmm. Because as as well as him being one of the most dynamic players to come out of college, especially at that position. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a okay, let's get this revolutionary player. Okay. Now, what does Michael? What did Michael Vick bring here to Atlanta? Um, when when a lot of people talk about him, they don't necessarily talk about his quarterback and ability. Mm -hmm. But what he did was. He brought an energy, an energy this team hadn't had since that Super Bowl run with the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was an on-field personality that the Falcons hadn't had since Deion Sanders. Yeah, right. So, um, this is why this is why Michael Vick is actually deified as a god down here. Because of that hope that people saw in him, strong arm, strong ass arm. We already know the athletic ability. I'm trying to take that out the damn equation. Strong right. ass arm. He had the arm <laughs> talent. He he had the potential. Mm -hmm. And people saying, yeah, he was fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's some cons to his game, too, that nobody wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. 
we can, like I said, nobody wants to talk about the inconsistencies in the passing game. But more, most of his stuff was like little nuances as far as just mental and physical. The inconsistencies in the passing game. Um, it was this idea if the first if the first receiver was not open, he was gonna run the ball. Now it looks exciting. It um it it, it puts the Falcons on a national media standpoint of ESPN, Fox Sports, Sports <laughs> Illustrated, and stuff like that. But as much as we talk about Matt Ryan and his inefficiencies to be assertive, Vic's problem was the inefficiency to play quarterback. Which kind of begs the question to me, and I asked Mike this question before, and I know a lot of people are not going to be ready for this question. Was Peerless Price really bad because he was bad? Or was it the offense that he played in? Mm-hmm. And Tony right here made the great point right here. Michael Vick didn't learn how to play quarterback until he got under Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Or did he want to play quarterback under Andy Reid? There's a difference. So the thing is, and the question that you have to ask people are, is are you willing to take the positive and ignore the negatives just because it's a guy, just because it's somebody that you like or somebody that you put on this pedestal up here? Or do you want to? Or do you want to handle? Or do you want to keep it equal, and put um, responsibilities on both the pros and the cons? And look, there's a lot of people in here talking about Vic didn't look at film. Um, Uh, Jew, Jew said it right here. Pillars Price didn't fit the Falcons' offensive scheme. Mm-hmm. Very inaccurate at times. So, what's your take on it, Mark? <laughs> oh. oh, God. Look at this shit. <laughs> Rick was off beat the Rubber Man, Man video. <laughs> Hey man, uh, <laughs> I, I think when it comes down to uh, Mike Vick, I, I, I've already seen a few comments about, especially about how I feel about uh, mm-hmm. Mike Vick. It just goes to show you one thing that we want to highlight when it comes down to both of these quarterbacks. People just see what they want to see. They hear what they want to hear. I've said it plenty of times how I feel about Mike Vick. 
There's, mm-hmm. like, you can go throughout the years and everybody knows exactly what I've said about Mike Vick. The first thing that I've always said about Mike Vick, he's the greatest, one of the single, he's single-handedly one of the greatest things that's ever happened for this franchise. Myself and K-Styles are um, just you guys, to be honest. You're looking at a guy right now in the comments section. Is He's one of the reasons why he's a part of you know, the heavy hitters, AFN, you know, unholy alliance. He he's one of the reasons why, you know what I'm saying? Like we got a show. And that man is you talk sports. He became he became a a a, a fan of Mike Vick and it ultimately, you know, you know, came to be in the Atlanta Falcons fans. They don't have a team in they don't have a professional team in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it's been many people like that so when it comes down to uh michael vick i've always stated all right people just want to hear what the fuck they want to hear because i'm not going to suck him off like suki hunter in a video all right that's just not what, what we do over here we don't suck oh you, you talk about you gonna talk about giving that give him that kick that that super head double yeah, fist that, 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 that's what they want <laughs> we're not gonna that, give him that honey love we're not gonna get <laughs> <laughs> oh, give, them the, give them the double fisted love. That's what they talk about. <laughs> no, we're not gonna do that. We don't do that type of stuff over here. But I've always stated he's the greatest thing, and it gonna go into my my con. He's the greatest thing, and he's the worst thing that ever happened to this franchise. And that's like, like I said, that's 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 for both quarterbacks. Honestly, that just doesn't pertain to uh, Mike Vick. It's the same thing with Matt Ryan. Um, because you look at both of these guys. Um, that man said Jasmine Cashier. Well, good God. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see, it only takes me to say something stupid it's for everybody it's got to ride with. It only a second. It only takes a second. <laughs> but right. Mike Rick has always been, like I said, he's been one of the most influential. Um, dude, still, you know, his jersey and his, uh, um, you can ask Lisa Shepard, very own. She works at the, you know, the Falcon store and whatnot. She says it all the time. Mike Vick is one of the, um, the first items that's off the shelf. So, again, he's one of the greatest things that ever happened to the Falcons organization. But the NFL, I think it goes even deeper than just the NFL. When you look at all the quarterbacks today, you're looking at Russ Wilson. You're looking at Kyler Murray. You're looking at guys like um, – it's, it's quite a few. Most of these guys are um, – and shut up, K-Star. Um, I'm just laughing. Everybody <laughs> is out here talking shit. Like, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody talking about but, that head twister splash splash 3,000. I'm like, what the uh, – <laughs> <laughs> I was talking laughing. What the hell? But hey, look, hey, look, everybody, man, we got eighty-eight people in here, man. We're gonna have to get a like check around here, but we gotta be, we gotta be at at least fifty likes mm-hmm. before we go ahead and continue. So we need to go go ahead and hit that like check right quick. Um, look like Ronald Acuna knocking the shit out that ball right now. Uh, anybody surprised at what he do? <laughs> yeah. So. Light chat. If it comes on, mm-hmm. it ain't coming on. 
so we need about 50 of y'all 50 of y'all to hit the like button continue to subscribe continue to watch mm-hmm. not only Mad my sports six, but six man K styles we got 47 on the track we need three more we definitely appreciate you if we can get those three in here Okay, we at 50. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once again, that's a, that's a quick one. We definitely appreciate that, mm-hmm. man. We definitely appreciate mm-hmm. that, man. Because that's going to help the algorithm. We trying to get this thing out here on and popping, not only just for us, but for y'all watching us as well. Now, but, but yeah, but but I'm get to the I want to get to the co- uh the cons real quick. Um, because like I said, as, as far as his pros is concerned, I think he's the best thing that ever happened to a lot of young um quarterbacks, including um a guy that is not black. And I'm talking about Josh Allen. Josh Allen would have never been able to be able to be who he is in his in his um NFL if it wasn't for Mike Vick. Right? Let's just keep that real. That dude was not a, a finished product as a quarterback. He was one of the worst quarterbacks his first couple of years. He can throw off for shit. Okay. He was he was he was he was Mike Vick. Let's just keep that real. And and in certain situations, I like I said, I find it ironic that you know a lot of people don't say he's Mike Vick. He is Mike Vick. When you look at that man, Josh Allen, he's Mike Vick. All he does is run the damn ball. Okay. Every once in a while you see games where he's throwing for 300 and whatnot. But a lot of his stats are becoming uh, like he moves around. He's a, mop, a lot more accurate. I would say that um, than Mike Vick. But when you look at their styles and they play, he's Mike Vick in, in Philadelphia. He's not the Mike Vick that we know in, 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 in Atlanta. He's the Mike Vick in Philadelphia. Everything that you see with him is that. So with that being said, Mike paved the way for a lot of younger quarterbacks right now who did not get the respect because you got to go back to Steve Young. Steve Young didn't get the respect. Archie, Archie Mann was another guy. He didn't get any respect as a mobile quarterback. For a long time, John Elway didn't get any respect because he was a mobile quarterback too. He can move around. Not talking about the old John Elway who can barely move. We're talking about the John Elway young and early in his career. Brett Favre was another guy who can move around. These, this is the reason why a lot of these people get respect now is because of Mike Vick. Lamar Jackson is another, and I know you want to kind of talk about that later, Lamar Jackson, but um, we're going we gonna to get on that one. That, that, that's going to be an interesting uh, one about Lamar. But like I said, a lot of these guys owe Mike Vick a lot of uh, credit because of that. And like I said, um, I'm talking about the new guys. I'm talking about the new guys. A lot of these new guys don't know who Randall Cunningham is. Okay, they just keep that a hundred. They don't know who the hell Randall Cunningham is. So it's no disrespect to those guys before, but we're talking about guys like Kyler Murray. They don't sit back and watch film of a, 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 a or a, a, you know Archie Manning or Steve Young or a Randall Cunningham. The newer guys idolize Mike Vick, but as far as the con is concerned, I think the biggest issue. And I'm gonna just keep it like this because we can nitpick all day as far as his non uh, as, as 
as cons is concerned, we're gonna keep it to one. I think he was this is the biggest one. And I see this with a lot of players coming out of college. And this can sum it up. This word right here is gonna suck. Ego. Ego. Mm. You've been so dominant in college. You've been so dominant in college. You're so confident in your ability that you lose sight of, I need to be a better teammate. His confidence and his ego, when it comes down to his athletic athletic gifts, a lot of people don't necessarily work out a lot. Some people don't even practice at all. It's just all gifts. So a lot of these guys are so ego, ego, egotistical as far as their gift is concerned. They don't have to work out. Some some shit. Look, I some people can sit on their ass and throw a ball 50, 60 yards in the air. Sit literally sit on their ass and, and throw the ball 60 yards. Mike Vick has that type of ability. So when it came down to him, it I like I personally believe, I don't think he did it trying to be lazy. I just think everything came so easily for to him and for him is that he naturally said, Look, I'm Mike Vick. You know what I'm saying? What I got to work out for. And it's the same thing. If you go back and look at Kobe and Shaq relationship, that's the same thing Shaq here. Look, Shaq said, look, bro, I'm Shaq. I'll, I'll just get ready, at, at, you know, as the as the uh, season go on. I got Kobe next to me. I can cruise for the next and uh, average 20 points. I can cruise and average 20, 30 points. That's what Shaq can do because he's Shaq. So a lot of these guys like Mike Vick, I don't like I said, I don't necessarily think Mike Vick is a guy that just gave up and didn't want to play hard. I, I really believe that he wanted to play hard, but his ego, he believed that he was that damn good, which is a good thing. But it also can be uh, your downfall when you believe that you are so great that nobody else can get. And I know that strikes a nerve in you uh, right there. Go ahead, no. Kista. <laughs> no, I was no, no, I was good. It, it actually didn't strike a nerve because it actually uh-huh. led me to a question I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. do you think the <laughs> idolization of Vic was the reason why he never progressed as a quarterback? Uh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. That's it, absolutely because I've been one, and that's like I hear praise from certain people and praise. Like, even when I played, you know what I'm saying? I I, I felt those cheers. Like, damn, boy, this boy on fire. You know that that type of stuff? Like, mm-hmm. damn, he can't be cut. He's the greatest thing they ever played. It. Like, I, I've heard those. I've heard those same cheers before. Mm-hmm. It does get to you. Anybody who's been in a, a, a position of power or a disposition um, and been that guy, whether it's at work, um, at, at, in sports, or at home, like, you know, like with, even with your family, when people in your family got an admiration, a deep admiration for a particular person, like you, mm-hmm. you definitely, it's like you, you definitely feel that. I can get away with certain things. I don't have to do that. Everybody love me. You know what I'm saying? Everybody love me. Ain't a person in this world who don't love me. You feel that, so that's natural. I think that had a lot to do with that. So it leads to another question. From that question, mm-hmm. um, Red Swan said Allen Iverson's practice. <laughs> well, if you knew the story of Michael Vick, um, he patterned his game after Allen Iverson. So, mm-hmm. yep, think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. 
Now, God damn it, I just had it too. Oh, I just had an old man moment right quick. Um, <laughs> so, what you're saying to me is the accountability doesn't go that doesn't go fairly on both both ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Doesn't because I know you want to particularly talk about um what what the Michael Vick era did right and what was wrong in the Matt Ryan. Let's go ahead and get into that right quick, man. Let's go ahead and get into that. So what were some of the good things that happened with the time of Michael Vick? Um, like I said, you had a Russian attack that was top five in this league. The Falcons was known as a running football team at the time. This is where the DVD offense was born. If a lot of people don't know what DVD offense is, that's Dunn, Vic, and Duckett, which is Dunn was the speedster, Vic was the playmaker, and Duckett was the hammer. Mm-hmm. Now, now he like I said, Falcons all. I think I think at that time the Falcons averaged about a hundred and thirty, hundred forty yards a game on the ground. But there was a downfall to that as well. They was dead last in the league in passing the football. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. this is where this is where the inconsistencies of that team came about. See, the Falcons around that time was they weren't known for scoring a lot of points in the air. Mm-hmm. They had to beat you on the ground. But the thing about it is, if you got up too far ahead to them, they weren't gonna throw you. The offense mm-hmm. wasn't going to throw you back into the game because, as we already know, and this is where we kind of see the correlation of well, Michael Vitt didn't have the receivers, he didn't have the playmakers, he didn't have the team. Problem if y'all are completing 52% of the passes, you had the worst wide receiver core in the league. If you can't hit them, what do you have there? Mm-hmm. So you could run the ball, but you couldn't pass the ball. Just like with the Matt Ryan era. The Matt Ryan era, like if we just going on the first six years of Matt Ryan. We're gonna say from 2000. No, we're gonna say from 2008 to 2012. The identity of the Falcons was a play action, run the ball, mix it with the pass. So it was a more balanced attack. Mm-hmm. The problem was, and the defense wasn't bad either. The problem was, was once they got away from that identity, once they got away from that balance, and they fell into the trap of the media of trying to turn the Falcons into the greatest show on turf. This is where the inconsistencies came with this era. Mm-hmm. 
This is the stuff nobody talks about. This is the stuff nobody wants to talk about. Uh-uh. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to this football game, you have to have a sense of balance. You got to run the ball, but you also have to pass the ball. It don't necessarily have to be one dominating the other. Mm -hmm. This is why you see the Tennessee Titans the way they are now. If Derrick Henry ain't running the ball like he is, that team ain't going nowhere. They two starting wide receivers is no longer on the team for this upcoming season. Um, Mr. Lee here said if Vic didn't go to jail, he would have won two Super Bowls easy. Um, I don't know because the thing, the thing, the thing with Vic, and I'm gonna tell you. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Carolina Panthers will have something to say about that. He couldn't beat those teams because the thing about those defenses is they were just as fast as he was. That's kind of how it's like with Matt Ryan against the Patriots. This is, it, it, like you said, you had those teams that, these quarterbacks couldn't beat. Now, while Mike is working with a little technical difficulties, I got a little special guest here for us. Um, this is the the baby daddy, aka Erica Badu's baby daddy. Yes, sir. You can call on Tyrone. What's up, everybody? What is up? I'm actually walking my dog, but what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Um, I, oh, yeah. If you can clear the comments, K-Style, I want them to read my name. I just want them to read oh. that. Oh, Lord. Hold on. You know, you know. Yeah, I just want them to read that. I just. Oh, yeah. yeah he he turned to 21 in three hours, y'all. So. Three hours, y'all. He, he, he's, about hours. he's about he's about, he's about to end into the end of the time warp. Yo. portion of his life where the time is gonna go by real fast <laughs> look i told y'all you know what y'all if y'all can get you know what i do it like this if y'all go to feeler y'all subscribe y'all get feeler to i think we're at 2.3 now you get us a two point you get us a 2.35 i will do a drunk stream i will go on stream and y'all will give me tips and i will take shots because i love y'all now, if y'all go on there and BS around, and we ain't going to do it. But if y'all do it, I'll get on there and I'll take shots with y'all, man. Just because. Ah, man. Hold on, man. So, what you going to do for the 21, man? What you going to do? Hey, I'm going to Vegas. So, I know I missed Summer League last week. So, I'll actually be in Vegas. And I'll miss the dream game in Vegas. I'm kind of mad. The dream play in Vegas my birthday day. And I actually won't be there tomorrow. I'll be there Friday through Sunday. So, okay. yeah, that'll be what I'll be doing this weekend. Uh, follow my Twitter. Y'all see it on Twitter. I'll post everything. Hey, shout out to Marvin. He said he just hit 44 today. Yes, sir. There you go. Hey, man, shoot. Hey, another Happy birthday, year. Hey, man. Hey, look, I was about to say, bro, it's a blessing to live another year, man, because, bro, the way this shit going right now, where all this stuff going on right here, 
it's a blessing to just wake up tomorrow. Bro, it's a blessing <laughs> to be 21. It really is. I like I done seen some of my friends get killed. I done seen so much. I done seen people get my age get shot, not even make it to 21. So it's a blessing to make 21, man. Mm-hmm. So, so Mike, you you had anything to say before um the um the Victorians decide to um kick you off the stream for no goddamn reason? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know. my internet ain't even like it's still going, so I don't even know what that was about. But no, um, I, I, like I said, as far as the like this whole Vic situation, I, I think what it comes down to is there isn't a fair. Um, when you look at both of these guys in its entirety, um, I think the biggest thing is that one is idolized. Um, and the other isn't, and it comes down to a situation is why is he idolized and the other isn't, mm-hmm. and I think that's the conversation that people are trying to avoid, and that's mm-hmm. what this is what we talk about having these uncomfortable conversations without getting your damn feelings. Nice. You got to be able to talk about this. It's not a conversation. If one is yelling and the other one is cool, that's not a conversation. Yeah. You're just yelling and screaming. <laughs> got to learn how to actually talk and articulate your point rather than sitting there screaming, I don't believe that shit. Oh, hell no. Nah. Nah, that's all good now. But if you can tell me why and give me actual facts behind why do you think that uh, Mike Vick deserved to be in the Hall of Fame? why Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer, why that Mike Vick is better than um, Matt as a quarterback, right? And we all can agree that Mike Vick was a better runner, but we still have people that can't tell you the reasons why that Mike Vick is a better quarterback than Matt Ryan. These are the things we talk about having having these uncomfortable conversations that a lot of people – uh, uh, they're not on it, and we got a few people in here that probably shaking their damn heel. Oh, here we go again. We talk about Matt Ryan. <laughs> oh man, this, y'all ain't gonna let it go. Look, it's not gonna, it's not going anywhere. It's not going nowhere. It's not because going nowhere what? with this fan base, man. It can't and, go and nowhere with this fan base. It's not that. It's not going anywhere because they are part of our history. You can't yeah. erase history. You, you cannot can't erase it as much as you want. To ignore Mike Vick as much as you want to ignore Matt Ryan and move on, we're gonna always compare the next quarterback. Any quarterback that ever stepped foot in this organization are gonna be compared to Mike Vick and Matt Ryan. They are they are one the mobile quarterback and two the pocket quarterback. So either either quarterback they're gonna be look inside. We got the best run of all time at quarterback, and we got perhaps the best throw of all time. Huh? So you're going to always have that quarterback. So is it fair to the next quarterback, the Marcus Mariota, the Dez Moretta, or whomever the next quarterback is going to be that's going to lead us down for the next four to five, ten years? So it's not fair to these guys. So why should we, as content creators and as fans, ignore – these conversations because you're you just want to move on. So, I think, oh, go, you go ahead. Go, go, go ahead, Ty. Go ahead, Ty. You go I ahead. was gonna say, 
for me because I know a lot of kids my age, and the thing I think the fascination with Vic for kids my age because a lot of us didn't watch Vic. As much as y'all want to say, oh, I'm 21, I'm 22, and I watch Michael Vick, you didn't watch Michael Vick for real. You really didn't. You you barely caught Michael Vick's career. Let's be honest. He went to jail when we was four. And, and that's just being honest. He went to jail when we was four. I remember him going to jail. That's all I remember. I remember Michael Vick making one or two plays, and I remember him going to jail. That's all I remember Michael Vick for. And mm-hmm. – it's not a bad thing. I still respect Michael Vick. I love Michael Vick. My mom loves Michael Vick. Everybody that, that lived in Atlanta through that time period, they love mm-hmm. Michael Vick because mm-hmm. that's what he did something for the city. And I don't have no problems with him, but I'm 20. Who was my quarterback for 14 years of my life? Since the age of, mm-hmm. since the age of six. Since the age of six. Who came in the door and took over? <laughs> I have no I, I have no problems with Vick. But when I talk about who is my quarterback in Atlanta, I'm going to say Matt Ryan. That's just my, my perspective because that's who I grew up watching. And I'm never going to put – like, we are always going to have expectations. We're going to look at Desmond Ritter, and they're going to – the first thing everybody was saying, oh, he can run. He's going to be like Vic. Mm-hmm. Why? Why was that the first thing y'all thought of? Because that's a part of our history. That's mm-hmm. our history. If you see – if you if we would have went and got Bailey uh, – we would have got Zappy. We would have been like, oh, well, he plays like Matt Ryan because he's a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. Or we would have would have got Carson Strong. Oh, well, Carson Strong's a pocket mm-hmm. passer. We can make him look like Matt. So mm-hmm. y'all have we have two quarterbacks in history where we compare every quarterback that steps to the door. Now that's no, that's no, you know, we can go further back in Archer and Barkowski, all of them. Oh, we can go all far back to them. Mm-hmm. But that's history. The main two we always speak about in the modern era of the Atlanta Falcons is Michael Vick and Matt Ryan. So no matter mm-hmm. how many quarterbacks we have come in this door in the next 20, 30 years, they're going to be like, oh, well, he ain't look like Vick. Oh, he ain't look like Matt Ryan. That's just automatic because that's what it is. Y'all have to get over Ooh, it. We I, have to yeah, get over the comparison. Why? It's, it's not a comparison at this point. They both were good at what they did. Mm-hmm. We try to make it seem like it's a comparison. We don't have to keep comparing greats. I wouldn't say – and people say Vic isn't a great. Well, what did Vic do for the game? I don't care about what he did on the Falcons. Okay, he didn't win a Super Bowl. He didn't look at the playbook. Okay, cool. What did Vic do? Like you always talk about Jew. Jew didn't have a football team in Virginia. What did people come and turn to be Falcons fans? It's so mm-hmm. many Falcons fans across this nation, across this mm-hmm. world. You ask them who is their favorite player on the Falcons, the first person mm-hmm. they're going to say, well, when I grew up, Michael Vic was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same with Matt Ryan, but what do we get with Matt Ryan? The success. We got the success with Matt. Y'all don't want to give Matt the credit for the success that Michael Vick should have had. That's what y'all don't want to do. Y'all don't want to give him the credit, and that's why y'all keep bringing up Vick's name. Like, oh, well, Vick's the greatest quarterback because he did this, blah, 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 blah. Stop comparing them and and give them their flowers. They did great things for this organization. Give them their flowers Mm -hmm. and just let it go. It's no need to compare no more, bro. They're history. They are history. They are not Falcons anymore. We don't have to worry about them anymore. But when we compare these quarterbacks, you can't compare them to because look at what they did to the game. Mm-hmm. You can't compare these young guys to that. You can't think Mariota's going to come in here and be fucking Matt Ryan. You, mm-hmm. can't, you can't think Desmond Ritter's going to come in here and be like them, Michael Vick, his first two years. That's not going to happen. 
Wow. It's just not gonna happen nowadays. You do, we those were legends. That's the video those that I made. Lifetime talents. Tyrone, that yeah. was the video. That was the basis on the video, and everybody feels as though that I was trying to be, you know, super negative towards um, uh, 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 Marcus Mariota. It's no no shot at Mariota. He's, he's never going to right. be a Matt Ryan. He's never going to be. He's here to be. Um, he's going to be one of those. Well, this is what we talk about when it comes down to, and this is why we had to cut, had this conversation in case that we're going to get uh, right after this. Get to your point, but the reason why we want to have this conversation is this whole conversation is based on all right. What happened with Mike Vick? What happened at the start of uh, Matt Ryan's career? This is the basis of it. The basis of it is running the ball and having balance. That's the key to football. That's what people are missing. It became a, a, a sense of idolatry when you really look at it. People idolize the flashy plays. People idolize being able to throw the ball 50, you know, 50 times a game and have 500 yards and five touchdowns or five rushing touchdowns all in one game. That's what people idolize. They don't care about the true art of football. They, they don't want the care Madden. about They want Madden. the Madden in my eyes. Everybody wants this this damn Madden football fantasy league. That's not football, y'all. Football mm-hmm. is the most strategic game. In, 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 uh, and if we talk about having to be smart to play a game, you got to be smart to play football. Ain't no dumb people mm-hmm. out there playing football. Ain't no dumb jocks out there. They, act, they might mm-hmm. act stupid. Calvin Ridley might act stupid, but I promise you that man know his playbook. That yeah. man done sat down mm-hmm. and done learned right. his shit. They all That's they they have these. All, this is outside of football. Calvin Ridley's outside of football. Michael Vick's problem outside of football. All these other players outside of football. But what do y'all always say? Well, damn, they was a dog on the field because they're smart on the field. Everybody's smarter on the field, bro. This is like chess. I played center. Mm-hmm. If y'all if y'all don't understand what a center does mm-hmm. and sitting down and and bro, I grabbed the ball and I got eight people standing in front of me, and I gotta call every last one of them out before we snap the ball. I gotta call mm-hmm. every block before we snap the ball. That's not that's that's strategy. My bad, I stumbled. That's strategy. That's just what it is. You don't if you don't think that football is strategic and that these guys aren't smart, they're smart. Mm-hmm. These guys are are educated, bro. Like these guys are educated in their field of work, and that's what mm-hmm. you have to realize. Even though everybody wants, like, why well, always everybody wants to bring up this Vic didn't read the playbook. Well, shit, Vic was a was running running for his life half the game. But what did we get from that? Everybody loves. What does everybody love from him running around the game? Everybody love those highlights. Oh, he did a spin move at the fifty yard line and took it all the way to the touch to the to the end zone. Oh man, look at Vic, man. Man, look at Vic. That's what everybody wants to care about. Y'all didn't care about anything else. Y'all wanted happiness. And he that's what Vic gave you. Vic gave you happiness. He gave you a hope. Matt Ryan gave you an even bigger hope, and y'all don't respect him for that. And that's just some people. I wouldn't say everybody in the fan base don't respect Matt. But there's that's a lot a of great, people that don't. That's a great, that's a great number. It's, that's, it's, a great, it's, that's a quote that we all know, but a lot of people just don't. Um, put too much focus in people will always on uh, my angelo i think everybody know where i'm going with this people will always remember how they made you feel yeah. right people always made you feel when you looked at mike vick 
he made you feel like, damn, he was a superhero. When every time you look at Matt Ryan, everybody say, damn, he brings that sense of sadness to us. Why? Because we didn't win a championship. All right. And those are the two things when it comes to this, the positive and the negatives. People can't let go of the fact that Matt Ryan did not bring us home to a Super Bowl. Even though he's done so many great things, we're going to always be attached to that sadness of sitting down, everybody, including myself, damn near in tears, and like, damn, we was almost there. We didn't right. do it. So you're going to always be attached to that feeling. Mike Vick didn't get us there, but he made us feel good. So when it all come down to it, and I just had a, oh, my God, K-Styles. Um, <laughs> make me yeah. feel good. Y'all know, like, I didn't, like, I always, like, somebody just told me to go look at the uh, Michael Vick, uh, the Michael Vick experience videos, and I I think Uh Miles Garrett posted it that one time, and it was, like, the Six Flags ride, and that was, like, that's, like, something that you don't get a lot now. You don't get stars that, like, Bro, this man was in Rubber Band Man. Like, dog, you can't, you, you, like, dog, he made you happy. You was like, oh, is that Michael Vick in that right. video? Like, oh, you don't get yeah. that with Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt wasn't like that. Matt wasn't, Matt was a clean cut, and everybody wants to, and, and what, let's, everybody look at their hand and look at the back side and the front side, and we can talk about Vic and Matt. But, you know, we, we just, yeah, you know, I just, you know, it's, everybody wants to have this problem with Matt. <laughs> And I don't, I went, I don't want to bring that other card into it, but we all know what it is too. Well, it's a lot of other factors is. into it, and it's it, even if it was because we lost the Super Bowl, you don't like him. Shit, he gave you fourteen years of great football. You mm-hmm. can't be mad at that. Yeah, because my my thing was is the 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 the, the issue comes down to what's your preference. What do you want to mm-hmm. see? And like like we said about this before, and this is always a talking point that even though we're not saying it, it's a certain contingent of us in the Falcon fan base that don't want to admit to that. Because mm-hmm. think about it. When you, and we said before, when you see Michael Vick, you see her. And I think it was that secret base video when they was talking about the history of the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. It was a quote in there that was that read something to me, and it made so much sense. Because when they said they saw, and we saw the tweet last week when I put it on the damn show when he was talking about when Matt Ryan was the quarterback, it was a MAGA rally at the Georgia Dome. When Michael Vick was the quarterback, it was Freaknik. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the things we talking about. So, so it so it don't necessarily come down to the quarterback position because at the end of the day, there is no Lombardis in this franchise. So in actuality, everybody failed. Mm-hmm. If you want to put it mm-hmm. in that perspective, everybody failed. The Falcons are one of the lowest win percentage franchises in this league right now. Yep. Everybody, like you said, everybody failed. There's everybody not a quarterback failed. in history that's like, 
you can be like, oh, yeah, he's the greatest quarterback of all time because he won the Super Bowl. There's nobody like that. You got to go off of pure stats. That's right. really what it is. In this in this organization, we talk mm. about greatest quarterback of all time. It goes off of stats. It doesn't right. go off of anything else because you have no other comparison. Right. We have not won a ring. Vince Lombardi, Vince Lombardi trophy has not touched Atlanta mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. Not once, not twice, not three times. Right. It has been sitting in whatever, whoever seen up won it. Mm-hmm. So if you get mad at, at Matt for not winning the foot, winning the Super Bowl, get mad at Vic for not winning the Super Bowl, get mad at Bartowski for not winning the Super Bowl, Dave Archer, uh, who else was a quarterback? Who uh Johnson, Chris Johnson, like let's we can keep going through quarterbacks in this history. They haven't won us one, but y'all, y'all love to bring up these two because, like I say, this is modern era football. Mm-hmm. Our two modern era football quarterbacks are Michael Vick and Matt Ryan. They right. both fail. You can't change the fact that they both fail. That's just what it is. They both failed you. And now y'all rather pull the other card because, oh, it feels like a Maga Riley when Matt Ryan's playing. Dog, when? When has it ever felt like that? When uh-huh. I went to the games, it was mostly black folks in the crowd. I don't I don't think I saw that many white folks in the crowd when it was supposedly a MAGA rally. And I was at the game last year, and the crowd was mostly black. So where did that come from? Because I think because essentially – Oh, God damn it. I just had another blank because I just had my thought point right there and it just went away. Yeah, see, this is that. This he had one of, you had one of mine. I had one last week. You yeah. I had three of them tonight. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> nah, but, 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 what, but what I was going to say, too, is that this is where we say this is where the hypocrisy comes in that is. And this is what we talk about where everybody felt, but this is the hypocrisy of it. We talk about one man's failures, but you refuse to talk about another man's failures. Mm-hmm. See, at us as content creators, we have to t- tell it how it is on both spectrums. Mm-hmm. See, but the but it's the narration from a lot of the people that think that um we're going to stick up. For one guy and bash the other guy, that's not the case. Yeah, but they all but people are going to deflect their feelings on the other people because they don't want to admit what they play, what what their play, what their play is, and the play is since you have no Super Bowls to compare to. That's always going to be the conversation right there. And no, I'm not doing the Beyonce hand. I'm doing the white side, the black <laughs> side. That always is going to come up. But here's my question, too. This is this is a question, and, it, and, and, I, and I remember the question. Is it because of this conversation that we having with these two quarterbacks Is this one of the major reasons why a guy like a Mariota or a guy like a Desmond Ritter is automatically shitted on? Absolutely. Oh, because, oh, absolutely. because in reality, 100%. because in reality, we don't know what this season's gonna bring. People, we we could say, well, Mariota's not this, Ritter is not this. You don't damn know. 
They love to say Mariota's gonna just be horrible this you, year. You don't. I'm. I'm just gonna say like you don't fucking know. Put on the shirt. Like I said, you don't. You don't know. You might have a franchise quarterback in Ritter and and and, and won't even give him a chance. Because that's all I'm hearing is, well, we need to tank for 2023 and get this quarterback here, here. It's not a guarantee that quarterback is going to be the damn franchise quarterback. And then what happens if he's not the franchise quarterback? You're going to draft a quarterback the following year? And now you're going to speak on that real quick. Let me me speak on that because I, I, I despise people that do that. All right. I really despise people that do that. Why? Why is that the Falcons, and this is so crazy to me, Falcons were ranked 32nd in roster strength. So that means we have a worse roster than the worst teams in the league. We are the worst roster in the league, right? We have a Pro Bowl cornerback. You have a Pro Bowl D tackle. You have multiple, I mean multiple guys. Rashawn Evans just came in. Casey Hayward just came in. You have guys that are proven, proven vets that are coming in. You have guys on prove-it deals that were actually not that bad. They just didn't get big contracts. Now they're here on a one-year trying to gain that money. And we got, like, five corners on this roster that could start right now or any other team. Let's think about it like that. You got you got kids, you got guys on this roster right now that if they went to another team, they would probably take those starter spots. And we're ranked 32. So we're ranked 32. You just added another, a better DN than you had. And we were a higher ranked roster with damn spin jitsu than damn <laughs> Lorenzo Carter. We got Kung. Well, we're going to call him Kung Lao. Kung Lao. We got Kung Lao. <laughs> like, we got Kung Lao over here doing spin kicks in midair in the middle of a game. <laughs> <laughs> but you get an actual pass rusher. You get, and then you go and draft two really dogs. We people don't there understand. Angelo Malone, he might not have went first and second round, but that boy is a dog. You got, you wouldn't have got in the draft. You wouldn't have got you a wide receiver one. You wouldn't have mm-hmm. got all these other ginormous wide receivers off the free agent market. You wouldn't have traded for another huge wide receiver. This is a better roster than people want to give us. And Brian Edwards has one of the best quotes of the offseason. When you're big and tall, it doesn't matter where you place the ball as long as it's in my grass. So everybody that wants to talk about accuracy, everybody that wants to talk about all this other stuff about Mariota, Mariota can throw the ball up 10 – bruh, y'all don't understand. When Matt had tall receivers, when Matt had receivers he could throw to, Matt had one of the best – he had years. Matt has – I'm not even going to bring up the wide receiver he has in Indy. But the wide receiving course he's had over the years, let's think about it. The wide receiving course he's had over the years, the good ones, dog, look at what he's done. And all you did around Mariota was build a super – uh damn NFL finals roster and say go play football and go throw the ball to him. With athleticism. These aren't just tall guys that can't jump. Every guy we got can jump. Every guy we got can go get the ball. They ain't scared to get hit. They ain't scared to get touched. They going to want to block wide. They want to block DNs. They want to block linebackers. They want to lay crackbacks. 
every last one of them because you can go watch their film and see it for yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you ain't watch film, then just say that. Mm -hmm. If you if you haven't watched us be a we won more games than we did the year before last year with a first year head coach. Dan Quinn had been here what four years at that at the point before we fired him, mm -hmm. and our first year head coach gave us more wins. So y'all want to deny that the fact I don't even care about the quarterbacks because I trust my coach. I trust Arthur Smith to put us in the right system. A lot of y'all don't trust Arthur Smith. A lot of y'all still don't trust, which is crazy to me. Still don't trust Dean Pease. You still don't trust all the other coaches. You still don't trust the front office. You still got doubts about Arthur Blank. You still don't care about this guy, that guy. So you're going to put yourself, and I always say this, we are the most depressing, depressed, whatever you want to say, fan base in football because all we do is bitch and moan. That's all we do is bitch and moan. No matter what we do, we bitch and moan. We wouldn't have got Drake London, bitch and moan. We wouldn't have got a quarterback in the third round, bitch and moan, because it wasn't Malik. Bitch and moan over Drake London because it wasn't Chris Olave. Or it wasn't Jamison Williams. Or it wasn't the other wide receivers that y'all yeah. watched in Ohio State and Alabama. Mm -hmm. So y'all, we, and it, oh, and don't, let's, let's not think about the second round. Oh, we need to go and get Pickens. I was a part of that one. But my thing is, Okay, we didn't go and get a Georgia player. Bitch to moan about that. We wait. We go and get Schaefer and, and, and oh, my God, what is his name? John Fitzpatrick. Oh, and Fitzpatrick. We go and get Schaefer and Fitzpatrick. Man, y'all got the wrong guy. Y'all should have got Slayer. Y'all should have got this guy. Y'all should have got that. All we do is bitch and moan as a fan base. That's all I see on Twitter is y'all bitching and moaning about nothing. This We haven't even got the preseason yet. We haven't even got the training camp. Training camp starts, what, next week, week after next? And y'all bitching and moaning about the offseason? Y'all look like spoiled brats. I don't think y'all understand that. You yeah, look like yeah. a bunch of spoiled brats that ain't won nothing. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. They got the L.A. mindset um, mm. with the L.A. mindset with the um, Idaho results. Yeah. I, I, I want to bring light to some things that I, I want to talk about real quick because we want to start closing down after after a while. But I want to bring up the staff and and the staff is something that I think is very important that a lot of people are missing. And we're gonna go back to 2014 and just look at the Falcon staff in 2014. Right? Obviously the president and general manager is Rich McKay. Um and I'm gonna just read off a couple of names that people are uh familiar with and, and should be familiar with but i think this is very important alex gibbs the great alex gibbs i think everybody remember alex gibbs and we talk about him he was the assistant head coach and offensive line coach you got greg knapp who was um also a head, um the uh the offensive coordinator uh i'm mike vick george stewart is another guy ollie wilson um on the defensive side of the ball we had guys like um bill johnson if you uh if you know anything about football bill johnson is another one of those great guys you got emmett thomas an uh, absolute legend but this is where it gets uh interesting dennis allen 
that ring a bell to people? Dennis Allen and Joe D. Camillus. All right. Those ding, are ding, guys. Ding, 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 ding. All right. I'm, I'm going to go to 2008. We're going to read off the staff again. All right. Where's McKay? Obviously, we got Thomas Dimitrov, but Les Need, he's still there. Uh, Mike Smith, Emmett Thomas, they put him in as an uh, assistant head coach. Uh, Mike Malarkey, Bill Musgrave, Terry Rubisky, um, Brian Van Gorder, Ray Hamilton is another guy that was very good. Um, Keith Armstrong. There's a there's a there there's a clear there's a clear pattern when it comes down to this team that I want to highlight. Kyle Smith was another guy. He was a, a general manager. I think he was a pro personnel um, with the uh, Washington. The same Washington team that we're seeing now, he helped build that squad. Um, you got a, a few other guys. Uh, obviously, you got Arthur Smith. Dave Wagon is another guy that helped build that defense uh, in offensive style and the defense with – the Chicago Bears, Charles Runner is another guy that's a very good player, uh, a very good coach. Um, you got TJ Yates. He's another one of those Kyle Shanahan guys. Uh, Mike, uh, why do I always – Gary Kubiak guys uh, come off that branch. You got Dean Pease. Uh, Frank Bush is another one of those guys come from Chicago. Todd uh, Monachino, he's an excellent guy in creating outside um, linebackers, pass rush. John Hoke is another guy that is very underrated as a DB coach. Um, and Maurice Williams. When we talk about the coaching staff and the moves that they're making, you know, there's one thing when you look at that staff. It's two things that stick out. Defense and offensive line. Defense and offensive line. Keith Smith is one. Kyle Smith is one of those guys that's synonymous for help building that defensive line that we see in Washington. Okay, and that's the thing that we that's that's that what that's what we need to focus on when we talk about building this Atlanta Falcon team. And you look at the patterns and going out and get those guys. Now it's the same pattern. That's what we need to focus on. Look at the small moves. All these little big-time free agents, that's all cool. But if you don't have the necessary front office guys and the coaches to uh, make that vision manifest, what's the point? For real. If y'all didn't hear that, if you didn't hear that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He said build the motherfucking trenches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we we helped build we helped build with Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen was an absolute failure before he came. He came back to he came. I think he um. As a matter of fact, when did he go to the open? I think he became a uh, a defensive coach. I think he became a coach. Um, I think after he got with the Falcons, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think he he left the Falcons, went to Oakland. I think he went there for something, and then became a coach. Uh, but again, these are the guys. These are the guys that we had, and then he left Oakland and, and went to. Um, but he he went to the uh, obviously the no, the, the Saints. No, no. He went to the Saints first. Mm-hmm. Then he was there from 2006 to 2010. Then he went to Denver in 2011. Okay. Then went to Oakland in 2012. Okay. Then went back to the Saints. 
so that's what we're talking about. We have great. This is this is what we be talking when we talk about great coaching. You gotta have great coaching. Don't matter how many players you got. If you don't have the coaching to back that up, what what is Arthur? Let me ask you this question, K Styles. When you look at Arthur Smith, what is Arthur Smith synonymous for? Like what he's uh, well known for? Offensive line. What, what, what was the 2004? I just read it off. Who did they bring in in 2004? Talk about the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Alex, the Falcons. Alex, Alex Gibbs. Gibbs. You're seeing a pattern here, people. Alex Gibbs. You're seeing a pattern. This is what we're talking about by seeing the pattern. Slow down and list, look at the look at it. He's helping building. We're we're focusing on the trenches now. We're getting everything that we need, but we're so focused on quarterback. What good is quarterback if you can't block for? You know why? Because the trenches is not the sexy position. We we're remember, not. We're not remember, sexy, man. Remember, remember, this is the new age social. This is the social media age of football fans. Nobody mm-hmm. gives a shit about the trenches. Nobody gives a shit about pass rush. The only thing people care about is how far your quarterback can throw and can he run. Do you have mm-hmm. a wide receiver that can run a 4-1-9? That's all people care about. See, the thing about with the trenches, and I know I'm, I'm a trench guy myself. TJ is a trench guy himself. They call them the big uglies for a reason. Big fat uglies. But the thing about it is, is let me you let me you let me use an analogy again. Let me use this analogy again. Oh, <laughs> because I, I was just recently watching a documentary on the Sengoku Jedi feudal Japan wars and stuff. When you have a city that's about to be seized by another army. If that city isn't walled off, yo, the hold on, let me let me let me let me do let me do this right. When you see a siege battle, what's the first thing you what's the first thing you always see in a siege battle? Close the, the ar- gates up or something. The army that attacks a, a, a gated city has to go through the motherfucking walls to get to the city. They got to scale the walls. Yep. That's what the offensive line is for. If you don't have them walls up on the city, your city is vulnerable. If you don't have an offensive line, your quarterback is vulnerable. If you don't have an offensive line, your running backs are vulnerable. And if they don't have the time, your wide receivers can't goddamn get the ball. Mm-hmm. I got a, I got a, a good story. Um, it was it was a couple years back. I don't know if y'all remember. If y'all go back and watch Zeke, everybody remembers the year Ohio State won the national championship. They beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember the game Zeke had? I don't know if anybody remembers the game Zeke had that game. He was like, what was it like, two hundred and fifty yards rushing or something like that? Stupid. It was it was stupid. He had like three touchdowns or something like that. I remember he had these because he scored like at the end of the game, like three. Like he just couldn't stop. He was unstoppable. So it was an article in uh, I think it was Sports Illustrated. Um, and they was talking about the O line and why Zeke was so successful, and what they called their O line was a bunch of slobs. That is what they called their O line. They called them the slobs. 
Mm-hmm. Now in Arkansas, they call them the Hogs. Mm-hmm. Um, in Georgia, of course, we got our own little nickname. Everybody get their own. Every old line has their own nickname because, but it's always evolving. Something either with food or something being big. Is it always mm-hmm. a big animal? A bunch of gorillas? Bunch of whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. It's always gonna be something big. Mm-hmm. And what people don't understand about that. When you when you think about when you go and watch football, and I always say this because I played I I played all five positions on the O line my whole career. I played all five positions. I'm gonna tell you something about that 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 guard and that tackle. I played center's my main position. I love playing center. I think about that guard. Them are the two meanest niggas on the field. I'm them exactly. Them exactly. the two meanest. Exactly. People on the field. And then you got your tackles. They the finesse guys. Them tackles the ones that six seven, but they move like they they tight ends. They six seven three twenty, but they got a kick step that'll kick you all the way to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Let's think about that. You got guys that can guard JJ Watt. You got guards that you you what we watched Jake Matthews shut down guys number one edge rusher all game, and be, you know you want to know why? That's talent. O-linemen have talent. What D-linemen, what D-linemen like O-linemen have, and that's finesse. And I always will say that. D-linemen aren't finesse guys. They they have finesse moves, but they're not finesse guys. When you play O-line, it's just a bunch of guys that got finesse. Bunch of guys that you – it's a brotherhood, right? And I always go back to last year's O-line. Them guys, they have no chemistry. None. You can tell if you go watch them double team somebody, they don't know when to release on the double team because one guy getting beat, but he the other guy just releasing to the second level, and that guy getting and then your running back getting hit in the backfield because you didn't even take the block over right. Right. It's no chemistry between those guys. And now with that, we're building, we see what we're building. We're building these trenches. You're building your we went and drafted a center, we went and drafted tackle and a guard. And we still have one of the best guards. We still have one of the best left tackles. We still have one of the best right guards. Only you got three positions right now up for grabs. And I really don't even think they up for grabs. At this point, I really think they're gonna be fought, they're gonna be solved in-house. And it's gonna be a fun summer. Like I'm telling y'all, when we when y'all start watching training camp, do not start thinking that when you see that first five that go out in training camp. That is not your starting five. I'm going to tell you that now. That is not your starting five. Wait till we get to preseason week three. When we get to that last week of preseason, and that's when you're going to see that starting five. And you mm-hmm. really – and unless somebody like last year gets hurt, that's going to be the only thing that's going to change it. Right. And that's just what's going to have to be. Y'all going to have to accept it at this point because we complain about it too much. Now we got now we got somebody that want to build the old line. Y'all complain about that. So that's up to y'all to accept what y'all gonna see. And I, I really think this is gonna be this is fun. Like this is gonna mm-hmm. be fun. Mm-hmm. And I wanna I wanna also go back to a reference point right quick as far as the DVD offense as we talk about Dunn, Vic, and Duckett. I'm finna tell y'all something right now. The one key guy out of that DVD offense that nobody talks about is Justin Griffin. Nobody talks about him. 
they ran a lot of eye formation. Your fullback got a block. Key Smith is doing his damn thing right now as a fullback right now. Yeah. We're not showing him no love at all. Now, we know the running game was absolutely pedestrian last year. But I can count plenty of games where I saw Keith Smith knocking blocks off, but the running backs were too hesitant to hit the hole. So, basically, what TJ is telling y'all and what we are telling y'all is we got to get out of this mindset of basing our opinions based on what we just saw. The NFL season changes year to year. You're not going to have the same level of success every fucking year. Cincinnati could take a a huge step back. We keep talking about like a lot of times it comes down to chemistry. They they went to the championship because they had a lot of chemistry and they got hot. That team is a flawed team. It's incredibly flawed. And we could literally see them turn around and be eight and uh eight and nine or seven and seven to ten. That's quite possible. Why? Everybody's so focused on offense, but they realize like they got a problem with trying to sign um bait there. They got a huge problem. They got a huge problem. That's right. a huge problem. Right. So, like I said before, um, at the end day, we're going to kind of wind it down. Um, But one of the small, intricate details of football is what K-Style is really talking about is we're talking about those those physical physical, um, guys upon the offensive line, defensive line that nobody really focuses on. we're, we're, We're basing... Uh, success on excitement. A lot of people just basing success on excitement and numbers. Sometimes the game aren't won in, in the trenches. Well, I, I can make a I, I can pr- make a perfect reference. Go back to last year in the Tampa game. If it came down, it came down to two plays that really, you know, lost us that game. The inability to block. That's really what happened. Got two turnovers in what last couple minutes mm-hmm. of the game. Yeah. Turnover. Yeah. That, that, and it came down to one aspect of a game. We was in that game. We we had the, all the momentum. But what lost us that game is the inability to block and the inability to stop them on third down. These are the what we always say, the small intricate details. details. That's it. And what and what did you always say? Four, five plays. Mm-hmm. Yep. That determines a game. So we're going to go ahead and wind it down tonight. So we definitely appreciate every. Wait a minute. Let me do this right. Hold on. You got to play the music. You got to play the music. I got to I do the right music, though. I got to do the right. Hip-hop ending here on the ones and twos with your boy Six Man K Styles. As we definitely appreciate y'all tuning in to this Cooler Talk Monday. Make sure you go ahead and share this with your friends and your family. 
and everybody that's still going to have this conversation about Matt Ryan and Michael Vick, show them this stream to get a perspective on what we think about it. As we got the birthday boy down here with us. Yes, sir. All on Tyrone. In three yes, hours. Sir. So. I actually, we almost at two. Actually, we, 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 done, we done killed an hour with this stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So, so yeah. So, we, so like I said, we definitely appreciate y'all as well as I'm going to go ahead and plug in my show for tomorrow, which is the six man combo. And let me tell you something. What we talking about tomorrow? We're going to talk about the blessing and the curse of Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. So y'all make sure y'all tune in to that tomorrow. If you don't know what I mean by that, I'm going to just say it like this. Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley were two great things and two bad things that happened for the Atlanta Falcons. So yeah, make sure you go ahead and tune into that. Make sure you keep on subscribing to Mad Mike Sports as well as Fila Sports Podcast. Hey. If you don't know what Fila, Fila I'm in, forever, I love Atlanta. So, Shout out my boy Vlad, man. Shout out my boy Vlad. Hey y'all, me and Vlad are coming back. I know y'all. We got we did a couple shows for y'all. We coming back. Y'all get ready. Wednesday night's gonna get a lot more interesting. Let's put it like that. Okay. So, yeah. Shouts out to Vlad. Shouts out to Don. Shouts out to Jew. J Rock. It's Maggie. Everybody that's in the Unholy Alliance that's watching here. So we definitely appreciate that. So, my final quote for the people tonight. Let it fucking go. Put it on the shirt. Stop talking about 2023. 2022 hasn't even started yet. So... Until next time, people, we ain't here to play. We here to stay. Oh, yeah. You ain't got to go home. Get out your damn feelings. Get the titty out your mouth. Let it go. And if you don't like it, get the hell out of here. Go ahead, Jimmy. Tell them what we say to those that don't like it. And if you two don't like it, you can just pass the blood to the nigga on your left. Uh. <laughs> Deuces.